Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and lady. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, it's in the past. time for the latest N4G Radio. This is episode 319, the final episode of 2013 for December 30th. Uh, this is our Game of the Year show. Yay. So Yay. Got as many people as we could on the show. We have one uh, list that we will read, uh, and I think we're only missing one person, and it's, of course, Justin. <sighs> Fucking Justin. Uh. Fucking loser. Yeah. So, but with us, we, we've got GambusCon, and that's all that matters, right? Greetings, program. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got the Wombat. Ah! And we got Drew. Hey. We got John. Sup? And for the first time on the M4G Radio, we have Jay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so, essentially, everybody who does anything for the site is here to tell us about their top ten games of 2013. Except for Justin. He's wow. still mad at that comment on his Rise review. You know, I think he did see that and it hurt his feelings a little bit. What comment? Well, what was the comment? That he didn't give it a high enough score. Um. I hate it when somebody comments on our reviews and then ends it with their score, in my opinion. I, I just like, I want to punch you in the face. Go make your own fucking website and <laughs> review, your, review the games the way you want to. Yeah, send, send us a link and not just write it on the comments. Yeah, there's some poetic irony in a bunch of people who critique things uh, for fun, getting mad when people critique their critique. <laughs> it's Inception. I'm sorry. It's just you, you think you think the guys who made Rise read his review and were like, you know what? Make your own fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So to start this off, since Dave just sent me his list, I'll go ahead and read his since we won't be able to discuss it with him. Um, his list, top 10, and he has them in order. So, number 10 is Castlevania, Mayor of Fate, for the 3DS. Do we need some background music for this? You know, like countdown. If you're going to do that the whole time I'm reading, I'm just going to mute you. It's not bad. It's not bad. Number 9 is Antichamber. I still need to play that. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, number eight is Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Solid, Ooh. solid choice. That's a great game. Hmm. Uh, I've got, I bought that dirt cheap, I still haven't played it. Uh, number seven, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Which I played through that just a couple days ago. I did too. That was... Did you beat it? Nah, I got too close to the end. Okay, that's a weird ending. I, it's I a game though, isn't it? It's... About five hours. Oh, that's not even that, dude. It only took like three or four, I think. 
Really? Yeah. Hell, that Day must four. be close to the end, then. <laughs> it's not long at all. Um, there's a really weird thing that happens. Have you met the girl? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the weird thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, you could call it weird. Yeah. It's kind of traumatic in some ways. Yeah, it's yeah. a little traumatic, but it, it, that just didn't seem to fit <laughs> in what I was doing. <laughs> it was very weird. Uh, number six is DMC. Double May Cry. Great game. Fantastic game. Uh, number five, Guacamelee. Mm. Uh, number four, Gianna Sisters. I, You know, I think he and I are the only two people that like that game. That's the platformer indie game? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They actually re- released like a DLC for it. The yeah. Rise of the Alverlord. <laughs> Alverlord. Al- 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 Alverlord. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Okay. Uh, number three, oh, Bioshock Infinite. All right. Uh, number two, Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. And number one, Assassin's Creed Four: Black Flag. He really liked that game. Uh, did he specify which version of the game he played? Uh, Black Flag. Yeah. Three sixty. Three sixty. Okay. Yeah. So that is his list, and he says, "Happy New Year to all. See you in 2014. Enjoy your beer." In Puerto Rico. Nice. Uh, so, now that we've got that out of the way, I guess we'll hop over to Jason. I got my list. Uh, did no. you play 10 games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. No, John, did. It's, it's not about him playing 10 games. It's that he finished <laughs> two games. Now, now that I'm just going to say no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but I have... I have played at least 10 games this year. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to mention, I'm going to have my honorable mentions first. Okay. Got, got two of them. Two. Uh, one of them is for the Vita Ease Memories of Sassetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, just started that game. Uh, so it, it didn't make my top 10. Um, it, it plays, plays really, uh, really good. Uh, it's a nice action, fast paced game. But the uh, graphic, the graphics are a little bit blurry. I don't know what the, what's up with that, but they're a little bit blurry for Vita. I'm sure they, they look. They use a lot of uh, motion blur in that one uh, for oh, uh, high action yeah. scenes, so it looks blurry uh, when it gets to really get going. But it's not, it's not, it's not a great looking game for the Vita, especially. But I don't think it looks bad either. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that it might look a little bit better on the uh, the new version of the Vita that has the. Uh, the lower resolution screen, so I'm not for sure yet, but uh, uh, it's uh, it plays pretty good so far from uh, what little I've played of it. Uh, the the other game that's going to be honorable mention is a game I really wanted to play earlier this year, but I never got around to it until just recently, um, and that is the Shin Megami Tensei Four for the 3DS, mm. and. Uh, this game is it's got an interesting premise. It's got a really really cool premise. It's a it, it kind of takes place in a in like a, a fantasy setting with uh, samurais and uh, there's a castle, but at the same time you get this you get this futuristic uh, wristband that basically acts as a almost like a smartphone and uh, and once you get past the tutorial, you know. 
it, it kind of lures you into a false sense of security of, oh, okay, you hit that monster and you and you kill him and and then it's like, okay, I got the hang of it, and then it right as it turns you loose, man, the game just kicks you right in the balls, <laughs> and uh, I died. I died several. I don't think I've played a a game in in years besides the uh besides like some kind of a like 2D <laughs> retro game where especially a role playing game where I I've died so many times in, in such a quick in such a small space of time I mean I would say this game is already tougher than like a lot of the Etri and Odyssey games that I've played and uh that's that's saying something right there so Shimagumi Tensei 4 uh it does have adjustable difficulty but normal difficulty is still a kick in the balls. It's so all about balls right now. It is. Yeah. It is. And those are my two honorable mentions. Uh keep in mind I was unable to play Zelda this year. A Link Between Worlds. I, I want to so bad. I'll probably end up getting the game probably today or tomorrow and I'll be able to play it late so I'll talk about it next next uh, show next probably. year yeah next year uh, number 10 on my list is Rezo Gun mm. um, I know it's uh, not a you know full retail game but that's okay uh, I, uh, I really like it for what it is it's a nice it's a nice, pretty, uh, arcadey uh, type of game that, I, and I really, I really think it's really cool. And I'm still uh, not totally uh, in tune with the actual gameplay. It does have kind of, a, kind of a, a little bit of weird mechanics uh, than the one I'm used to in those type of games. Uh, I, I've seen a trend in a lot of shooters lately where. You actually use the where the the boost option is actually a legitimate way to play a game and not just a way to speed up time while you're playing the game. So uh, that one's a pretty interesting game. Beautiful graphics, uh, nice nice show off game. Uh, let's see here, number nine, Dragon's Crown. For the PS Vita, uh, this is a uh, callback to the old school uh, Dungeons and Dragons arcade style games. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's uh, some of the same people that worked on those games worked on Dragon's Crown. It's really beautiful graphics. Uh, boobs. Uh, boobs, big butts. Yes, there are boobs. Am- there. Am- <laughs> Amazons and and. Uh, uh, warlock chicks. Warlock chicks. <laughs> yeah. That's Wouldn't that just be a That would be a witch. Sor- sorceress? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. A warlock, warlock chick. chick. I think warlock is a male specified. Witch. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is true. That is true. <laughs> sorceress. Yes. With. Uh, she's got assets. Yes. Lots of them. Yeah, I guess that's what you would say. He's got magic ballistic missiles. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So that's the magic missiles. <laughs> and uh, 
Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool game. I I've yet to play multiplayer. I've been playing it single player thus far, and it's a it's a fun game. I I can only imagine that multiplayer would uh, improve the experience. Would they would they just drop that level cap up to like some insane number with that latest patch? I've not played it since the patch. It's like two hundred level two hundred fifty five or something like that. Oh my Jeez. god, that's insane. Yeah. Levels are in that game though. Ten, nine or ten, I believe. Got to go through those ten levels over and over again. You got to go through those levels over and over again to hit fifty. Uh, I think. Well, yeah. There's uh, ten levels, and then there's alternative paths, which gives you ten more levels, I think. Yeah. And then there's like a randomized dungeon you can go through where they throw all sorts of stuff at you. But yeah. That so game, it's, it's exactly game. like the Mistara games. It's, Never played this. It's built to be played. Well, I mean, I played through the same dungeon three or four times in my first playthrough. Yeah, yeah. The Mistara games are great, Jay. If you haven't played them, well, Dragon's Crown right. is great, Drew. Since you haven't nope. played it, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chronicles of Mistara is on Steam and Xbox Live Arcade and PSN. Those yeah. are great games. Go play Dragon's Crown. Yes. You know what? Give me some money and I will. If you own a PS Vita or a PS3 for that matter, Dragon's Crown is definitely worth picking up. That's better on the PS3. The frame rate um, issues aren't there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. My number eight is Nino Kuni for the PS3. Nice. Mm. Uh, really cool, really charming role playing game uh, from Studio Ghibli. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go is with it. 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 Is it Ghibli or Ghibli? We have this, uh, this discussion before. It's actually uh, Ghibli. Um, Ghibli. I, thought, I thought it was Ghibli for the longest time. But he called it, their hotline number and asked. It is Studio Ghibli. Uh, just real charming uh, game. Uh, really heartbreaking story. Uh, especially the, fir- the first hour or so of the game is pretty heartbreaking. Uh, really fantastical. It reminds me a lot of... Uh, uh, the uh, Miyazaki films like uh, mm. My Neighbor Totoro and a little bit of um, uh, Castle in the Sky <laughs> and uh, some of that. So, too. Yep, pretty pretty good pretty good game. Uh, uh, hold on, uh, before you go, I, I would add to that it's probably one of the best looking games of the year. That cell shading in that game is just it, it looks like a storybook in motion. Yes. I was just blown away by the graphics of that game. It's just phenomenal. Uh, that is that is absolutely true. It's a it's a beautiful looking game. That's a wonderful game all around, except for the grinding at the end of it. Mm. Let's see here. Number seven is actually a uh, uh, kind of a uh, an updated port of a game, but I figured since I since. Uh, Persona 4 for the Vita was on my list last year. I was like, I might as well grant this game a, a spot on my list this year. Uh, and I, I got some good hours into it, so I'm going to include it. And that is Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate uh, for the 3DS and the Nintendo Wii U. Now, this game... Uh, it, it it showed me what the Wii U is is capable of doing, not graphically, but as a 
community through Meverse. And uh, I remember uh, spending uh, hours um, going on to Meverse, uh, basically sending messages to people as to like, like what kind of Asking armor why set. Metroid can't crawl. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- this this game um, it showed me it showed me how Meverse could be uh, a real powerful tool in uh, you know gaming on a on a Nintendo system. And, how does uh, the Meverse work exactly? I don't have a Wii U, so I don't I don't know. Meverse is kind of like Twitter. It's kind of like. Uh, Twitter or a extremely simplistic Facebook um, where you uh, basically converse with other gamers and it's not just like an open forum it's uh, it's per game it's, it's, it's game specific mm, okay yeah so you can get on the uh, monster, the monster hunter 3 ultimate um, meverse forum and and basically see all kinds of cool stuff and you be able to just ask questions and if you ask a question I mean it, it's, it's like it's a live feed so that whoever is on the Meverse at, at that time will be able to uh, see your question and a lot of times I would have like several answers like almost in no time at all and that's uh, pretty cool like why, yeah. why Metroid can't crawl right? exactly why no Metroid crawl? I think Why no Metroid crawl? Well, I gotta look this up now because it was hilarious. It only lasted well, like a week. But well, it was, awesome. it was funny because it just goes to show you you give a game like that to somebody who's been weaned on games of today. Why um, can't Metroid crawl? Why can't Metroid crawl? <laughs> oh. Well, you see, her name's not Metroid to start. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, I love it. Yeah. But, so, uh. Well, we have two six. Yeah, number six will be, uh, Tales of Zillia for PS3. Why am I not at all shocked that there are so many Japanese games on your list? Hey, man, it's, it's what I'm into. It's <laughs> what he's, it's what he all played. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I really like this game because. I thought it was interesting that the the lead character is actually going to a medical school. Uh, I thought it was, you know, uh, definitely unique. Also, thought it was cool that the uh, it's it's kind of a it's, it's a fantasy world, but at the same time, it has a lot of modern tropes, like a like a bustling city with electricity. And I I, I like the. Uh, that's a trope. <laughs> I was just going to well, ask. Is Final that... Fantasy Seven started it. <laughs> I don't... Well, okay. So cities usually I'll, don't I'll have like... electricity. Or something? Not in a well, fantasy setting. Not in a fantasy. Wait, wait. I got to ask one yeah. question before you go on. Okay. Your dude's a medical student. Is that what you yeah. said? Did you he... name him Dookie? No. Then you failed at life. Ugh, but, I, have, uh, I, I that joke totally just went over my head. You don't know who Doogie Howser is? Oh, Doogie. Doogie. I thought you said Dookie. No, That's what I thought he said Doogie. Yeah. You know, you whatever. What if you named your character Neil Patrick Harris? Would that work too? Well, if you called him NPH, I'd be okay with that. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, nice I, compromise there. Yeah. Usually they don't have that many uh, spaces to put, to well, put in, the letters. In PH, three letters yeah. means everything. Exactly. That's like yeah. the hipster version of writing Doogie Hauser. Exactly. I thought of that at Abercrombie. <laughs> <laughs> when you were buying glasses that you don't need? Exactly. So that I can read things. <laughs> What's reading? That's dumb. But uh, I really liked uh, so you how... Can, so you can see your computer screen when you're sitting in Panera Bread working on your screenplay. Yeah. They got Wi-Fi. Yes. And bagels. <laughs> They got okay. Wi-Fi, and I've been there many times back before I had internet. <laughs> McDonald's but, uh, got Wi-Fi now. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. Um, yeah, in um, Tell Cecilia, I thought it was I thought it was really cool that in the city, how the the power is actually magic. <laughs> it's, it's actual. It's it, it's it, it. They actually. Uh, the characters seem like they are they are one with with nature, uh, almost like the the elves in Lord of the Rings. So if they if the electricity is magic instead of a telephone pole, do they have a magic pole? Uh, pretty much. It looked like it, it looked like they had a uh, electricity poles. <laughs> sounds, sounds like Mako. Wow, they're just stealing everything from Final Fantasy Seven. Yes, yes, they they are. So it's Final um, Fantasy Seven too. Sure. Yeah. How long before that game gets announced? <laughs> never. They're never, never doing anything else with Final Fantasy VII. Didn't Crisis Core come out like ages ago? Yeah, and then there was it. the one with Vincent. Yeah. And nobody remembers because it was bad. Dirge of Fervor. Dirge of Dirge. You can't, they made a movie. You can't say that without yes. sounding ridiculous. Dirge of Fervor. Dirge of Fervor. I was so looking forward to that game, too. <laughs> Such a letdown. <laughs> Was it, was it PSP? No, it was uh, PS2. No, wait. Dirge uh, Cerberus was PS2. Yes. What's the PSP and one? Yeah, there's a PSP. Crisis Core. Crisis Core is good. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, that one was actually pretty good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. None of them are as good as Mystic Quest. So. Stop it. Here right. we go. Best Final Fantasy. Yep. He actually believes that. He's down with that. Wait, I do. You, is that for real? Yeah, he loves mm-hmm. Mystic Quest. <laughs> I love Mystic Quest. I played the crap out of Mystic Quest when I was a kid. Enjoy your two party members. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't what? care. It was awesome. Why you gotta be a hater, Drew? <laughs> it had some great music in it, I'll put it that way. Alrighty. Back, back to <laughs> the magic pole. Number five. Okay, number five. Number five is Pokemon Y. Because it's on your list? Yes. What about y. X? X X and Y. But I got Y. That's the same so. game. Yeah, it is. But uh this game is the definitive Pokemon game. Snap. It is every every year po- the new Pokemon comes out is the definitive one. That's one thing I have to give Nintendo and Game Freak is the fact that they actually create a better game every time they make one. That that is true, and I feel that uh, the jump from Pokemon Black and White to X and Y is probably the, the biggest jump they've they've done in the series. Pokemon. I just love that gym that the the, the uh, gym leader theme in the game. Oh man, that is that is a really cool that is a really cool piece of music right there. Chicken, fantastic theme. 
chicken steak. It's no chicken steak. No, it's no chicken, chi- steak. it's no chicken steak, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. Nothing is chicken steak. Yeah. I don't know, man. Dragon's Dogma is close. Dragon's Dogma is pretty good, as long as you don't get the Dark Arisen where they just completely strip it out. Yeah, yeah. why did they do that? That's the I best part of that fucking s- game. Screw know. that intro. Screw that yep. intro. Damn yeah. you, Drew. <laughs> Damn None you, Drew. Totally ruined oh, Dragon's Dogma. That. None of them are as good. He as ruined as Dragon's Dogma show. for me. I have the game. I can't even play it anymore. <laughs> All righty. We are at the number four. Ooh, we're closing in on that top three. Yeah. Uh, number four is Fire Emblem Awakening. Mm. And, uh, this <laughs> game is probably, probably one of the, probably the funnest time I've had in a long time playing a turn-based strategy game. Uh, the, the, the game is just simply fantastic. I love the characters in it. Uh, I, I love the the world that the game takes place in. Um, I love the writing of the game and how they interject humor in, in between the politics. So it's not it doesn't have that dry feel to it that a lot of that a lot of uh, games fall into. Um, it's it's just really cool, colorful, fantastical, <laughs> um, just just awesome. So that's all I'm going to say about Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, number three uh, is a game that I, I I played a lot of, and it's a commitment. Um, and it's a, it's a little bit of a game that I usually don't play. A little bit of a type of game, and it's a it's a simulator. And uh, are we still talking about games? Or are you talking about sex? <laughs> <laughs> What? It's a simulation. Sex. Okay. Uh, number three. Wait, I two. never thought. I never thought I would say this. Is Animal Crossing New Leaf? Ah, uh, yes. And uh, this game, uh, for the couple months that I first owned it, it it captivated me. It it, it gripped me, and it it was just. It wouldn't let me go. It was. It was, it was just. Weird. It was just. Show me on the doll where it touched you. Yes. Yes. It, this. This. This game was, is a fantastic world of eccentric animal characters that you basically live with and deal with, and Comfort. and some 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 of them. Some of the characters are are really cool, and some of the characters are buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lot of the stuff that you do in the game is buttholes. Buttholes. Pretty. Uh, uh, how should I say? Uh, mundane, and some of it is real grindy. But at the same time, uh, you the, the the game has so much variety in what it does. Like the the all the items and the clothing and the things that you can get for your house, the things that you can do to your house is uh, almost limitless. It seems like every time you feel like you you have seen everything, it throws like a thousand more things at you, and it and it's just it it is, it is the game that literally keeps on giving and. Uh, and my wife still plays it religiously to this day, and she actually had the game 
before I did, and she 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 plays it almost every single day. And for the first couple months that I had it, I I was playing it almost every single day, and it's 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 a wonderful game. It really is. It's it's really wonderful. Um, and I, I knew that it was going to be a part of my top three. So Animal Crossing for number three, and number two is a game that I pretty much dreamt about would come would uh come into reality and that is a fighting game that is really freaking awesome with my favorite DC comic book characters and that is infamous gods of <laughs> oh that was perfect <laughs> wait a minute i like oh, infamous too I like Infamous too, but yes, it, it, it was actually not that. It was it, it's called in, Injustice. They needed it again. <laughs> oh boy, that's good times. Yes, yes. Infamous was a really great game. I agree. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> Two thousand eight. But... I, I, I love the, uh, the the building climbing. <clears throat> that, that was that was fun and shooting electricity. See what see what you really don't know is that he is so smart and and foreshadowing that he's just he's just already into 2014's game of the year. Oh hell yeah! Yep. Oh oh, that's it. He was at number two for Infamous Second Son. So yeah, I was I was channeling next year. He his brain kind of time traveled a little bit. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait to hear what number one is. Well, I already know what number one is. <sighs> <laughs> if you really had done process of elimination and what he talked about for the last three weeks, you'd know what it is. No, it's not Puzzles and Dragons. <laughs> You're making me cough again. Oh, man. But, yeah. Um, Injustice, Gods Among Us, is just just an amazing fighting game. I mean, there, there's so much uh, DC comic book just geekery all over the place. And it, it actually plays well. It... it and it, it, it kind of, I kind of look back at that old, uh, the old NES, not NES, but Super Nintendo game, oh. based on the, the, the Justice League, and and uh, I mean, it, I remember playing it and was just disappointed. Uh, this game, I played it and and just, I was, it, it, it just kept wowing me. I was, I was in awe as I was playing this game, uh, especially all the. You know, when, when you freaking Superman freaking punching you out outside the orbit of the freaking Earth, man, that is just that is just awesome. And I don't know, it, it's it's kind of my it's kind of my geek out game on the list. Where you know, being a DC comic book fan, you know, really pushes this up the, up the list. So uh, that that is. That is my number two game of the year. And number one is It's a Me Super Mario 3D World. Woohoo! You sound just like me. <laughs> For a minute there, I thought I was playing. <laughs> and uh, 
I mean, what what else can I say about this game other than that? It's probably one of the one of the best Mario games ever made. Um, it's it's definitely in the top. I'd probably say uh, it's definitely in the top five Mario games ever made. I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, you got 64, 3, World. I mean, it's probably in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's it's just great. It, I I love how, you know, it throws a sideball at you. You know, pretty much every stage or every other stage, you know, has something unique going on in it and and uh the worlds are just so vibrant colorful it's just it's it's just fantastic it it just feels right when you're playing this game uh, I, I will say that the that it's not the perfect Mario game just because uh, sometimes the camera can can get in the way the uh, the, the three-quarter isometric view uh, sometimes there's a little bit of misjudging jumps going on. Uh, especially when it get when the game gets busy and hectic, but uh, other than that, it's a fantastic game. Really beautiful looking has has a really good soundtrack, and uh, and it is my game of the year. So there you go. All right, so we're gonna move on uh, to uh, Drew. I think we'll do Drew. Okay. Well, here's my list. He sounds so excited about this list. (laughs) I didn't play anything. I didn't play anything. And the things that I did play, I didn't play enough to put on a list. So I have my number one, but I do not have anything else in any particular order. Okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4. I thought that was a fantastic game. Uh, It's... um, it's it's strange like the Shimagami Tensei series is. And um they did a fantastic job with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they streamlined a lot of the stuff. Uh and made it I'd say it made it a little bit more accessible for anybody who hasn't played a Mega Ten game before. Um Pokemon X and Y. Uh like uh like uh, Jason said, uh this is the best Pokemon game to have came out ever. Um and it does a really good job. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Got that on my list. Like I said, this is no particular order. It really means something whenever I say I absolutely hated Grand Theft Auto Four with a passion, and then I put Grand Theft Auto Five on my list of the games of the year. But uh, Drew. I'm someone who also didn't really like Grand Theft Auto 4, right? What didn't you like about Grand Theft Auto compared to, well, 4 compared to 5 that you liked so much that kind of changed your mind? Um, I think that they streamlined a few things with controls and stuff like that. I think that the handling of the cars does, uh, uh, they did a better job with it in Grand Theft Auto 5. But I think the, the, the biggest thing for me was is that they, they, had, they didn't take itself too seriously. You know, like, and, and I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that Grand Theft Auto 4 was just, just, they didn't have any comedy in it or anything like that, but Nico was a guy who was trying to get out of the killing people and crime business, and he does this by killing people and doing crime. 
and you just oh, can't really obvious. I mean you just can't really relate to the guy it's it you know it 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 felt like the things that he was doing just weren't making sense in the grand scheme of things while in GTA 5 I mean you're playing as you know ex robbers and and criminals who want to get back into the game and it's uh you know and they I think uh, Michael's hilarious in the way he interacts with his family where you know he it kind of gives off this Tony Soprano vibe where he's just wanting to be a family man and just do get drunk by his pool but then he's thrown into this whole mix again where he has to do stuff and then there's crazy ass Trevor and then you got Franklin who's kind of like the balance in between them and I think they that has a lot of good chemistry and there's things in that you do in that game that are fantastic you know and, and they have their parodies of of pop culture and and current events and things like that they nail it perfectly i i i, I have not finished grand theft auto 5 but it is it's a fucking impressive game okay it really is um because i played through it and finished it bioshock infinite <laughs> that's, I hated, the, that's the only reason yeah i hated that combat I really did. It, I think it lasted too long. I think it it was just, you know, it was monotonous at times. You know, I want to go back to that game, thinking about it over the past week, and talk about how annoying that final fight was. Yeah. It's oh. fucking... You talking about on the airship? Yes. Yes, that fight was so fucking annoying. We did a, you know, just beat it podcast a while back. Talking about that, that's the first thing we brought up. That's the most annoying thing about that game. Yeah. I mean, the combat is not very good in that game. And when you're just in like basically a horde mode for like 15 to 20 minutes having to do that, it's not fun. Nope. I think it had great storytelling. I think it had some... The world itself is great. You know, and there was some set pieces in it that I thought were amazing. But uh, I just really didn't like that combat. But I had to put it on my list because it did a few things that I that were pretty impressive. It's a great-looking game. Very yes. stylized. Yes. And it's free in January. It's free in January, oh, yeah. so there you go. Yes, it is. Uh, Injustice, Gods Among Us. Uh, nice. A fantastic fighting game. Uh with some of my favorite characters ever. So, and it, it, I suck at the game. I mean, you can ask Ken. <laughs> well, that's uh, not really a fair assessment because I'm kind of good at the game. <laughs> well, I mean, I, but I, I just straight up suck. I mean, it, it's there's no going around it. I mean, but it's the fact that NetherRealm knows how to make a story mode. Yeah, that they do. Yeah, I, I wish every fighting game would go by that structure. Tell me a story. Have cutscenes. You know, it's. It, it, I think that's great. You know, you have these characters who have a lot of potential. You know, I'd love to have have a story mode in Street Fighter like it is with Injustice. You know, but um, I think they they get they nail the story mode. The 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 mere fact that they have all these costumes that you know or like from different comics and things like that it's like it, they get dc comics you know they 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 understand their fans and what they want to see you know and i think he, he he supported it pretty well added so many characters and 
and stuff like that. I keep saying he. I'll just keep saying Ed Boone, although, although I know Ed Boone is not the the only guy that worked on this fucking game, but you know he's the the head guy or whatever. I think it's amazing that that game got six DLC characters, and I was disappointed that there weren't more. <laughs> You're such a greedy bastard. Six is a lot of characters. Yeah, it is. Did yep. you buy all of them, Ken? Of course. Yeah. And I, and I actually have the PS4 version, which has everything in it already. Yeah, that's what I have. Um, but it's a, it's a fantastic game. Looks great. Um, has great voice acting. You know, they got a lot of the, you know, Kevin Conroy's back. Uh, they didn't have um, Mark Hamill, but the guy who did the Joker did pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, up next, The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing. That was a good game. That was a f- pretty awesome game. I really, really liked it. It was a uh, you know kind of an isometric view dungeon crawler, much like a Diablo or a Torchlight. Um, and it does not hold your hand. That game will kill you and kill you fast if you are not paying attention. Um, but I thought it was great, and uh, they added a lot of stuff to it. Um, they have uh, they have the complete pack now, which one of the cool things is is like some of the stuff that they added. If you already own the game, they just threw it in for you. It's free, but they have uh, two new classes that you can purchase and a new um, skill tree for the uh, companion that you have, Lady Katarina. Um, and I think it was great. That was just a great game. Is it a loot focused action RPG game like yeah. Diablo? Yeah, it's loot. It's totally all loot. So there's uh, like a strong emphasis or focus on the end game where you try to get the best loot possible at the end, very end or something like that. Um, kinda. I mean, it's a very long game. Okay. I mean, they 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 uh they they have their story mode which lasts very pretty long time. Um, and they uh, they added some new things to it, like a uh, like a challenge room kind of area where you can you get loot and just take on enemies over and over again ways of enemies and stuff like that and there's multiple difficulties but yeah it, it is very loot focused okay um and then you have the the different classes that you can play as as well um ducktales remastered <laughs> Woo. <laughs> i i mean this if if i were to put these in order that would be in my top three without a doubt Really? Sweet. Absolutely. <laughs> Remake of a Nintendo game? Yes. Because, like I said in my review, and I'll say it here, there wasn't a single time that I was playing this game I didn't have a smile on my face. Okay. Yeah. I thought that game was absolutely perfect. It was, mm. it's challenging, it's charming, they brought all the voice actors back, you know, the, the moment you hear Launchpad launch. Had McQuack talking to him. You know, it's like it sounds just like you're watching the television show again. And um, you know, there's there's the, the moments like when you're on the moon and you got Gizmo Duck following you around, blasting dudes with like rockets and stuff. It's so awesome. You know, it it, it made me feel like a kid again. I absolutely love that game. And uh, I think anybody out there who grew up with uh, NES games and uh, grew up in the '80s who watched the cartoon, they definitely need to pick that game up. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. I haven't played the Nintendo one either, so it'll be uh, going in fresh. There you go. It's a it's a it's a great game, and it has one of the best original soundtracks ever. Uh, let's see here. Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, I reviewed this game and nice. uh, gave it a very high score. There's a reason why. Um, I'm not much of a strategy guy. Never have been. 
I've played a few Fire Emblem games before. Played some on the Game Boy Advance, and I think I played one on the on the DS. I can't remember which one it was. Um, this game they they made it. It's all about accessibility nowadays, especially for me. Whenever it comes to more complex games that I, you know, I have trouble getting into, particularly because I don't have as much time to play games anymore. And you know, I just there's many things coming out. Uh, Fire Emblem Waking they they made it very accessible for people, and and you can turn off the whole permadeath thing if you want to. I didn't, um, and in doing so, made that made that game so much more powerful. Yes, because they do such a good job of you actually liking these characters. Because they, you know, in between the the chapters and stuff like that, you actually have conversations with them and you learn their personalities and things like that. And when one of them dies, it's fucking devastating. You know, especially and not just because you put a lot of points in this person and you you've upgraded them and you've got like you know they're stronger and stuff like that. The the, the fact that I knew this person, you know, he was kind of funny, you know, during the cutscenes and stuff like that. They did a fantastic job with that. Yeah. And it's um you know it's it's challenging. That game is challenging as hell. Um, but I thought it was a fantastic game. It really is. Anybody out there should pick it up if you're into strategy games or if you're into role playing games. That is that is one of the must own games on the 3ds. Totally, totally agreed. agreed. Yep. Um, and I'll go ahead and just name these two because these two, this will be my number two and number one games of the year. Number two is The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. I um, what can I say? This was this is the 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 Zelda that I love. Um, I played about an hour of Skyward Sword and found it boring because they tried to put too much fucking story into it. You didn't even get to a dungeon then. I know that's the thing. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to play on the Wii anyway because I hate using those fucking waggle controls. But um, but even then, like uh, you know, Twilight Princess in the same was the same way. These these dialogue heavy games, and that's what the great thing about A Link Between Worlds. Within fifteen minutes, you're in your first dungeon. They throw you in automatically. You know there is no backstory. There's like there's there's like five five minutes of cutscenes of you reading something. This is what happened. This is something bad. Go here. Bam. You're doing it. You know, and it's it, and within the first two hours of the game, I'm already going to the dark world. You know, and it's it. They do a great job with it. You know, they they remixed all the music, which I loved. Oh yeah, the, a length of the past music, mm. and they it remixed so it good all. in that game. And it's fantastic. That game, it it that that's if they could handle every Zelda like they did that one, that would be one of the greatest franchises of all time. But fuck the Desert Palace. Okay, that desert palace was annoying as shit. Yeah. That uh, okay. Yo, oh, man. That boss. Oh. Well, the boss. I didn't think the boss was that bad. Well, the boss is bad because, like, <clears throat> when he spits he those things out. Yeah. You know, you got to dodge those. Plus, you're on like floating platforms that you got to use your sand bridge to get to. Yeah. Oh, that is so annoying because I kept falling, and yeah. you know, even though I had the blue mail, and falling only took like what half a heart. I don't even have the blue mail yet. Oh God! You need to go get the blue mail. I know. I, you said swamp, so I went to the swamp, and that was the fucking desert forest or no, the desert, no. whatever. Um, damn, I forget where the blue mail is. It was the first one I went to when I hit low roll. Well, but yeah, that um, 
Oh, I, I had I had me two bottles full of fairies, so I was good. But um, yeah, Link Between Worlds. That is another game that if you have a 3DS, there is no reason you should not own that game. It's fantastic, absolutely. My number one game of the year, which I think I've already mentioned it a few times before, um, is uh, DMC Devil May Cry. Huh. But, I, but um, true, you can't like it because it's not the old Dante. I don't. True. I don't give a shit. I am so sick of people saying that. It's uh, as, that is that is if if you did not play DMC because he didn't have white hair and didn't act like him old self, then you missed out on a perfect game. That game is pretty damn good. Devil I, I wouldn't say perfect, but it's really good. Yeah. Yes, it is. The DMC. There are some moments in DMC. I think that the 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 the, the level progression and the powers that Dante uses and just what you do in that game like that that the, that one scene where like time is slowly is stopping but is slowly catching up to you that was you're trying a cool to ch- scene. yeah you're trying to chase down a car like while like, while trying to stay keep in frozen time it's so nuts that game was freaking awesome the boss battle at the but bottom the announcer. of the, the cola plant I really like that one. And yeah, the announcer guy, yeah. the news anchor yeah. guy. That yeah. was that was amazing. That yeah, was, that was awesome. You know, I'll tell you, I played through Virgil's Downfall. Eh. Eh. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that great. Do you play as Virgil? Yeah, it's all Virgil. Huh. I wanted to play that. But the great thing, and another thing that, that kind of blew me away was when you beat the game, they have a new mode, you know, it's a higher difficulty, that throws... Advanced enemies at you earlier on, and they act completely different. Yeah, it's it's like a totally different game. So it's it, they, man, that game is phenomenal. There's so many great moments in that game, and so many great levels in that game. Yeah, they it was the level design was fantastic. How, and, how they uh, made that? We'll, we'll never see a sequel for it again. So you know, yeah. good job, everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, Ninja yeah. Theory is now making iOS games. Uh, oh, that's crazy. sad. Yep. So freaking stupid. Ninja Theory makes some pretty quality games. I've Ensl- liked most of their games, yeah. En- no. Enslaved was underrated. Very good. Yeah. Uh, DMC also very good. Underrated once more. It feels like all of their games. Uh, even the first one was uh, Heavenly, Heavenly Sword. Sword. I don't I don't think it was that bad. It was short and kind of overhyped, but I still enjoyed it. So they, they made quality games. It's, it's a yeah. shame. So DMC. Uh, you know, I played it early this year, reviewed it. You can see my review on the site, and the way I feel reflects in my review. I think it's fantastic. It looks great. The facial animation, the way they did all that looks perfect. It, it, they did a fantastic job with that game. And if you have not played it, I highly suggest you find it somewhere. It's free. January. It's free. Damn. Look at that. We so got free games everywhere. So you go, PlayStation Plus in January. If you don't play Damn. it then, I will come to your house and stab you. Yeah. That's a promise. That's right. Stylish. Promise. <laughs> and that's it. All right. So let's talk to John. Okay. Why not? Yeah, why not? So I'll, I'll start with some honorary mentions. These games, I probably would have factored into my top ten had it I'd had more time to play them. Uh, Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. I really wanted to play some more of that um, over the two-day break I got at Christmas. But unfortunately, it was filled with Christmas, and I never got a chance. Um 
what I have played of it, I've really liked, and I think if I'd have got further, I've only played maybe three or four hours, I'd, I'd have, that would have probably made its way up to the top ten. Uh, same with Super Mario World 3D. game looks and plays amazingly. Um, just haven't played enough of it. And the same with Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag on PS4. Looks amazing. Lots of fun. Just The problem is, is uh, as you guys know, we don't do this stuff for a living. We have other jobs and we don't get to play these games um, on the timescales that others do. And it's a shame. Um... I'll also go through a couple of disappointments, but I'll do that after the top ten. Um, so, in backwards order, I guess, uh, ten. Battlefield 4. Which is, is so much fun. I, um, Call of Duty is dead to me now. It's, I've, I've not played barely any single player. It's all multiplayer. And you can't I, really play the single player. No, I mean you can. It's no, not, no. I mean, it's pretty, you can't. I've, you can't. No, I I ran into a looping glitch over the weekend. Oh, it okay. just keeps, only, it keeps crashing. I've only done the first um, chapter of the single player just to see what it was like, you know, um, visual wise, and uh, and everything else has been multiplayer. So okay. Um, Obviously, this is a personal thing. I've had a lot of fun with that game on multiplayer. Um, me and two of my friends who I work with, um, we get on there regularly, probably sort of th- uh, three or four nights a week. Um, it's just it puts Call of Duty to shame. So you much get that so. you have that game to work for multiplayer for you. I couldn't get it to work with my friends. I couldn't invite I mean, people at all. It is. It's a problem I'm aware of. It's not a problem I've run into. Um, Lucky. Had, yeah, I mean, had I run into it, I'm. It may have affected it, um, but the only issues I have are limitations of the game itself, where, uh, not through bugs, but where you can't get three, us, uh, me and my two guys can't get straight into a match, into the same team, into the same squad. Um, they need a button for that. Uh, that's something that's been overlooked and needs to be sorted, but we've when we've got together and we've had so much fun the maps you know they're fantastic design um i'm crap at driving any type of vehicle in that game uh, piss poor um but there's something really really satisfying about being a side gunner on a helicopter getting sort of plowed into by an airplane jumping out um parachuting down then shooting a couple of people on the ground but while you're in your parachute it's brilliant it's great great fun and that share button on the PS4 really does uh, come in handy, that's for sure. Um, so Battlefield 4, I haven't played single player. This is all based upon my experience with Molly Player. Uh, nine. Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. Game everybody forgot about. Yeah, I never that, played it. I wanted to, but I haven't. It's a great so game. Good. Now, if you ask me what happened in that game right now, I will say I couldn't remember at all. There was, I, there I, was Ninja Rap... There was, that, that machines. There was a, a dog uh, that was a robot. There was a, a boy who was a bit of a knob. There was a really <laughs> awesome fight with somebody on the back of a tank. Was, was it a tank? Or that, a dude, that dude's yeah. speech at the end? Come on, man. So, so good. But <laughs> it was great fun. Um, I think... I mean, it took a while to come out, obviously. It was delayed slightly, and and every, you know, change developers for fuck's sake. Um, I th- I think they did a great job. It was good fun, 
and again this is what we're here about this is what we're here for having fun and um yeah fair play uh i am going to go play through that again at some point um i came free on ps plus a little while ago um, I played it originally on the Xbox, so I'll play it on the PS3 this time around. The uh, PC uh, version is coming out soon too, so if you want to. That's out. In, it's already out in UK. Is it? Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you? How does that run? I'm kind of curious about the port. Don't know. I haven't played it. Uh. I don't have a PC. I have a Mac. Um, but it was also it came <laughs> out and was released on sale in the Steam sale. Oh yeah. So that was pretty good. So I think people were getting it for like 15 quid, which is like 20 bucks. I'd like to see that on the PC. Probably, I mean, if it was a good enough port, probably looks really nice. But um, again, it's it's not going to be on Mac, so I'm not going to get to see it. Um, number eight, Saints Row Four. Um, I was a little bit skeptical, um, and I was when I started playing the game. But it, as soon as you can jump higher than most of the buildings, that game just blows your socks off. It's a bit of a silly story, but it's Saints Row. Um, There were moments in that game genuinely made me laugh out loud properly, Um, especially if anyone has played it. The bit where you first enter the um, reality thing and you're in the 50s America and you're moving and he's doing the little... Oh, it just just made me laugh. Leave Um, the beaver. Uh, it was it was brilliant. Um, it was a bit. I mean, it did feel like uh, a kind of just an extension of Saints Row Three. I mean, obviously, there's all of that stuff. It was meant to originally have been a um, a DLC before all of the THQ stuff happened. But um, I played it enough so that I collected every single orb. So I played a lot of that game. Wow, that's God. a lot of hours. It took, and the last one doesn't appear on a map, so that's a fucker. There was a glitch that the last one wouldn't appear, and it took me a while to find that. But the fact is, is it made by that by that time? Because I I I'd played most of the game at that point. By that time, you're so powered up, you could you know bound across the map in about three or four jumps. So it was nice and easy. I mean, it you never got in a car unless it was mission specific in that game. And it just—it was really weird. It was, you know, you, you look at the other massively uh, sandbox game that came out this year, and uh, you see how d- the different paths they took, um, bearing in mind that Saints Row was originally some kind of copy of, you know, trying to imitate Grand Theft Auto. Um, they couldn't—I mean, I thought first-rate Saints Row game was shocking. Um, they couldn't compete, and they went in this completely different direction, and it really hit its stride in the last couple of games. Um, number seven, State of Decay. It was shonky, I know. Shonky? Shonky, yeah. I'm not familiar with the terminology. Uh, yeah, janky. okay, it was janky. Yes, that uh, would be another word okay. for that, shonky. Uh, we say shonky <laughs> Shonky. <laughs> Shonky. Shonky. Shonky tonk. I thought you were um, saying donkey for a second, but okay. Yeah, okay. Um, what do you call a donkey with three legs? Wonky! Um, anyway. Wow, that's awful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, started to decay, yeah, it was janky. Shonky, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, again, I, I just got immersed in it. 
and I, I was playing that for hours on end, for days on end. Um, I, I mean, it looked awful. The update that they did for it did kind of help a little bit, but it was just about the fact that it was this free roaming area. Uh, the combat was basic, but it was satisfying. Um, the I, I like the idea of the kind of uh, you you die as one of the characters, and that character is gone. You know, permadeath on those. Um, it kind of created a sense of urgency with the characters, so that you know you. Whereas before, you know, with normal lives, you'll go in if you fuck it up, then you, it's game over and you restart from the last checkpoint. You, as you level your guys up, and that threat of losing them becomes paramount, and you'll start thinking about what you're going to be doing. Um, you know, what sort of situations you're going to want to get yourself in, make sure you're, you're prepared correctly with the equipment and the the, the rations and stuff that you need. Um, and what started out was just because kind of sandbox zombie game turns into something that I cared a lot about. I didn't want my characters to die, you know, the, especially the handful that I had had leveled up and played most of the time with. I really would like to see what State of Decay 2 looks like. I'm sure there'll be one. They made a shit ton of money on that game, sold really, really well. Um, obviously, that'll probably become to the next generation, like Xbox One. But I, I'd like to see with with more money behind them and with the success of that how they can develop it and, and make the game better because if there were is one thing that lets it down it's it's you know it's visually poor um, and you know the camera was a little bit iffy the the cars didn't handle very well um, you know there were it had its flaws of course it did but I I I always thought it was such a great game um, number six is Bioshock Infinite. Boo. Okay. You might say boo. Okay. I, at the time, enjoyed it. It would have been further up my list, but as time has gone on from, what was it, March it was released in, um, my initial rush of that game has, has died down um, to the point where I bought the season pass and I have yet to download the first episode of Buried at Sea, Burial at Sea, whichever it's called. Um, at the, for, the, for the moment, I, I like that game. It, you know, it... it, it it struck a chord with me in the fact that, you know, it stayed with me for a little while afterwards. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to try and spoil anything. If you haven't played it yet, you're a fucking idiot and it's on free on PSN at the moment. Um, um, well, no. not for us, but for you guys. No, um, not yet. But we'll be January. Next, well, close as. Um, it, gameplay-wise, it, there was nothing special. Um, it felt like Bioshock and, you know whether that's a good or bad thing, I don't know. Um, the constant searching through trash cans was just monotonous. Um, it wasn't the action I was there for. The characters were fantastic, especially the twins. Um, uh, and the ending, although it, you know, you start thinking about it too much and the holes become glaring, uh, but it's you kind of go with it. And I, you know, as an experience, I, you know, I played that through and completed it in about four or five days. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's certainly one of my favourite games of the year for sure. Um, even though you hated it, Ken. I didn't hate it. <laughs> He's just like acting it. like the the quote unquote professional journalist on the internet. That's all multiple people say if you put that on your list you don't deserve to be a game journalist. Eh, whatever. I know people, who said that too, and it's somebody I know and Ken knows that I fucking hate with a passion. Well one of the funny things is is what is it, uh 
if you don't if you don't put Last of Us as the game of the year, something wrong with you. And I haven't yeah. heard th- I haven't heard that game yet. You, you want to hear something really funny? That's my disappointment of the year. That's my I wasted sixty fucking dollars on this fucking game, and I've made it about three hours in, and I'll probably never play it. Uh, I, I didn't hate it that much. Damn, I fucking hated that game. I thought it was absolutely fucking boring. I like that game. That gameplay. I would rather play Bioshock Infinite three times over than play Last of Us. Wow. Yeah, I don't. So much don't. hatred in your voice, Drew. I hear it's just, it. it. It's just because I hear those, those fucking people say that shit. Oh, Last of Us is, it wasn't fucking amazing to me. It's, it's, it's only the greatest game ever created, Drew. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah, sure. You do realize <laughs> I have five more games in my game of the year list. Yeah, I'm aware. If you put that number one, I'm coming to England. Why don't you just rattle them off five, four, three, two, one, so we can get back to our discussion? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I, I just seriously, I didn't like the Last of Us. I thought the gameplay was monotonous and boring, and it, the story wasn't good enough for me to continue. Okay, well let's go back to John's favorite games. <laughs> if you hear any clicking, it's the sound of me furiously adjusting the my game of the year. Um, okay. Uh, Five Animal Crossing New Leaf. Let's fucking be honest. That game was amazing. I still play it. It took up yep. so much of my fucking time. Um, it's it's like a drug. It's it fucking hooks you in, and you <laughs> have to go back. You don't play it in long sittings. You play it in half an hour and forty minutes. But you play it every bloody day, waiting for your fruit to bloody ripen so you can <laughs> shake them from the tree and hope to God a bee's nest doesn't fall out and stings you. It's amazing. I'm still in the pocket of the raccoons. It's a it's a problem. I'm obviously going to have to seek help. I don't know what I'm going to do at the bottom of a rope, really. Um, yeah, I never played it. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> it is. I've ne- I, to be fair, I've never played an Animal Crossing game before. Um, it. I'd heard such great things about it. it I went out and got a DS, and I have been playing it ever since. And yep. I will continue to play it because that fucker makes you guilty if you don't. Yeah, it does. It's too long. Where have you been? We've all missed you. <laughs> are you not talking to me anymore? Why are you guilting me out? <laughs> Bastards. Um, number four, Tomb Raider. That was one hell of a reboot. That really was. Mm, I played that twice this year, once on PC and once on Xbox, and I'm going to play it again at the end of next um, end of next month when that comes out on the PS4. I loved that game. That was brilliant. It had its, you know, tonally. I think there's issues there, especially with the development of the character uh, as it prog- uh, as she progressed, especially on the earlier stages. But um, yeah, it, the, the combat was solid. Um, it was fun, violent. Uh, the tombs were a little bit of a letdown, and the, the ending was a little bit of a cop out, if you ask me. But the, the the journey was one hell of a ride, and that's exactly what that franchise needed. It needs more tombs next time. It does. Uh, yeah, admittedly, that was the that was one of the weak points. I mean, the tombs are nothing but a, a single puzzle that would, you know, anyone with half an ounce of sense would work out in a few moments um, it's a shame but you know they, they will take that information there's definitely going to be another one and I, I, I miss that. I miss backflipping and shooting my two guns at the same time I, I, I kind of don't me. I think that time is done you know games have moved on quite so. a lot mm. that's why I think they did such a great job of this it was perfect with the exception of the tomb stuff it was a great 
reboot into the a new era of that 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 game, uh, that franchise. Um, I don't think you'll ever be doing backflips with your guns out. I mean, well, you could just play Bayonetta. I do, yes. and I will. Yeah, and yeah. That, uh, you'll be able to do backflips with guns, like four guns, two on your feet, two in your hands. God, that game is hair. good. Yeah. <laughs> when is that out, Bayonetta 2? Nobody knows. <laughs> no one knows. 2014? Uh, yeah, maybe. Really? <laughs> Whenever it comes out, I'll buy it. Yes. Love me some Bayonetta. Um, number three. Now, I'm cheating slightly on this one. And I'm using my location to make this my third best game of the year, Persona 4 Golden. Now, I know you guys had it last year, but we in the UK didn't get it till March this year. So, technically, it's still this year release. I'm, I'm, we, fine. Uh, I'm fine with that. I'm allowed. Okay, it, but it, it should be number one, though, you motherfucker. It should uh-huh. be. Yep. It's, you it's know like what? Perfect. If... if I was doing this on the amount of hours I'd put into a game, it would be way up there, way above any of the others, because I've, I've spent about 80 hours playing that game. Good um, lord. And no, um, I played it once, I got the bad ending. Um, oh. Fucking, I hate that because it doesn't tell you what you're doing wrong, it's, and it, that decision's only made in the last hour of the game, and that the decisions you make in those conversations determine whether you get to play another five or ten hours of game and that's ridiculous so some of three did that too it's, it's more like uh, another 30 hours of game but yeah see this this is you're cutting people off and i went straight back in but i haven't gone back to it uh, since so i went straight back in to do the new game plus and i thought i'll start off because obviously all your stats they uh, uh remain on there any of the um uh, fusions you've done will all be there and and I thought I'll give it another go and I'll use a wiki guide and just go make sure that when I'm towards that final part where I got last time I will pick the right thing so I can go on um, yeah as I say if you add up the hours that would way above beyond uh, up there but I, I just I haven't had that much fun with an RPG since Final Fantasy X so um, I, I, I find a lot I, I am I'm very much into the turn-based RPG um, I don't like the strategy stuff so much um, I'm certainly not a massive fan of you moving the character around the map while fighting it, for me I'm you know I'm thick oh I can't really handle all of that actions at once trying to read text and select stuff while trying to keep my character out of danger um, and I, I kind of miss those RPGs and Persona 4 came along and um, I've never played the original PS2 version it barely got released in the UK um, but you know I mean you made it one of your games of the year last year, Gambus yeah. when it came out over here um, I, I, I snapped it up and it, I did not read it um, it was, I don't know, the characters were great, the voice acting was brilliant it looked amazing uh, you know, it was a kind of RPG that I really really liked and although the fusion stuff takes a little while to get used to it gives it that little extra sort of edge that you you know creating these personas leveling them up to create more it was really really good fun so last two number two Grand Theft Auto 5 huh huh well now I'm interested what number one is you know what number one is (laughs) am I just not thinking of it 
you, we've already discussed it about five minutes ago. The last of fucking us. Oh. <laughs> so, uh. Grand, Grand Theft Auto 5, yeah, I loved it. it I, I, I very much like... Um, I, not so much with us, Drew, where he absolutely hated 4. Um, with me, 4 just left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, as you say, it was all... It just that... that lingering sense that this man's trying to get out of his criminal past so what's he doing to get out of his criminal past more crime and it's it didn't it just didn't fit um well with the, the whole i the whole narrative of the game with the story of the game and it just didn't fit right whereas with grand theft auto 5 they completely sidestepped that they uh, got these three great characters or two great characters in franklin and and basically told their story and I, I don't know it's I like the swapping out from character to character especially when you land in a new character and they're doing something especially Trevor because half the time it was disgusting um, I like the combat they tightened it up so much so much more from Grand Theft Auto 4 um, you know I never once ran out of ammo um, I always had weapons you know it wasn't an issue whereas um, I found that obviously with a for you forever having to go and buy more guns and stuff you just doing the missions you just got the guns they were given to you and they were there it was brilliant there was none of that messing around the heists were fantastic um, from the start all the way to the to the, the big one at the end really well like executed um, and the, the the world was just gorgeous to look at I mean I a lot of people are saying that there's possibly going to be that game announcement about that game coming out on next generation consoles um, I, I can't see how it would look any better because it looked fine from where I was standing it, it just was brilliant and number one The Last of Us <laughs> I'm sorry but you don't have, you don't need to apologize for your opinion, John. Yes, he don't does. Let this, don't yeah, let these see, guys. This is the thing. <laughs> I I don't need to apologize because this is my personal list. There you go. But those two dicks will fucking hammer this down. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> why are you why are you roping me into this? I said I like The Last of Us. I mean, you can say whatever the hell you want to about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was you know what was your favorite part? Was it the part where you hide behind shit and then kill a couple of guys stealthily and then say, "Oh shit, they saw me!" Now it's time to attack, and you know then we what? do it over again. If that's after what happened, you weren't playing the game correctly, mate. Right? Okay. It's too human all over again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but at least with too human, it was right. People weren't playing the game the right way. <laughs> this is very true, you know, but that was their fault. You know, tutorial would have I mean, done it, wonders. It it took it took me telling you how to play the game for you to like it. I, it did, but then I really liked it. How about not have the attack as the right fucking stick? What about that Jet you know Lee? What? That Jet Lee game, son. It was. It's just the same, only easier as clicking on stuff. But this isn't game of the year two thousand eight, so let's go. <laughs> Why are we Wait, still hold, talking hold up. about For 2008, someone picked Two Human as one of the games of the year. That'd I be, put it on my list. That's right. Wow. Okay. I love the that only game. list that ever fucking put, appeared on unless it was probably, the last game of the year. I put probably 75 hours into that game. Wow. I loved it. We're also talking about the guy who loved Two Worlds as well. I did love Two Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> 
I did. You know what? My uh, my gaming taste doesn't fit easily into a nice little box. <laughs> you, you, should, you should have your own little podcast, Ryan, called The Apologist. <laughs> <laughs> Where you take the worst games and basically defend them to the hill. Honestly, it was good. Look, you just weren't playing it right. <laughs> my, one of my favorite games of last gen was Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark was amazing. Alone in the Dark was shitty, but they did some things in that game that I've never seen before. Anyway, Last of Us, do you have anything else you want to say about it, John? Well, I, I would like to say why I liked it. Okay. It seems as Drew spent more time talking about why he didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I will grant you, it isn't perfect. But there hasn't been a game since Red Dead Redemption that left me feeling the way I did. Um, that sort of uh, game without spoiling anything it was a game in the fact that you controlled characters you done actions but it wasn't it was more than that it wasn't about that that made it interesting it was a cover based um, action game but it was the story the, the interactions the performances from the cast um, the music for crying out loud and just the level of detail of that game um, had a lasting impression with me, and will I think for a long time. Um, and that end, and, and there, there are moments in that game that just stand out. Um, one of which is towards the end. I'm not going to gain. I really hate these things. So you can't really spoil anything. But there's there's a moment, uh, a very very touching moment towards the end of that game, and it. I mean, I still think about that quite regularly. Um, the, the development of the characters, both Joel and Eddie and some of the supporting characters, throughout the course of it, the the gaps between the seasons, I think that was paced really well. If there was anything to be had uh, said sort of negatively in regards to sort of frustrations I had was probably um, the way that, especially during winter, where the game where you're in a town and you can't really see what you're doing and the, the game doesn't really give you a, a great um, it doesn't do a great job of guiding you to where you need to be um, but these are just minor things I mean Christ there are games you know a dime a dozen that just fuck everything up this got very little wrong um, and regardless of whether it was a generic cover based uh, action game it was about the experience I had and that was one hell of an experience so I understand why some people may not like it um, I think you'd be hard to argue how good that game looked because you know it, it looked amazing but for me it was just about the whole the whole thing and I absolutely loved that game I'm really looking forward to the, the DLC um, especially since it's kind of by the sounds of it it's going to be set prior to the events of, of um, uh, the main game um, so, I, I, I am very excited about going back into that world. So, that's me. I mean, that was my opinion. I think I cheated a little bit with Persona 4, but I still will take that. Cause... That's all right, John. I'm going to cheat a little bit with my list, too. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I am going to do my disappointments. There are only a couple. Um, my life is one of them. But... Um... <laughs> Aww. Cool. Like dark. <laughs> You don't realise I'm sitting underneath a piece of rope. Um, Call of Duty Ghosts, 
that thing, I mean, to be fair, that's the reason why Battlefield is actually in my top ten. The contrast between those two games, my eyes have been opened. Um, I bought that on the PS3, I upgraded to the PS4, fucking hell could I tell no difference whatsoever, and then I, I played Battlefield and realised what a, a shooter should be and how fun it should be. Um, they completely fucked up Call of Duty Ghosts, and I I think this year is now the beginning of the end for them. Um, they've been riding the graces. Triarch have done, to be fair, Triarch are the only decent studio on that now. Uh, Infinity Ward, completely different studio than the one that created Modern Warfare. They've fucked it up, and I, I've got a feeling that Activision probably know it as well, and probably pegging a lot on Destiny. Um, my other disappointment wasn't an actual disappointment in the game itself but in the bugs that I had to endure that caused me to stop playing the game, and that was Batman, Arkham Origins. Mm. Um, now, I've heard a lot of people say that the story in that is really interesting, and I, you know, that that's fine, but when you can't make it through the game because it bugs out every five minutes and freezes your console, then there's issues. I can't understand why working on a engine that had been perfected pretty much by Rocksteady for two games that they managed to fuck it up so much. It's an engine. It shouldn't really be that difficult. I mean, the the combat is the same, you know, a few tweaks here and there, but it's, it's, a, it's the same premise. So why the fuck, when I'm fighting five enemies, does it suddenly drop to about five frames a second and crashes? I, I don't understand it. What, what version of the game were you playing, John? PS3. Really? Uh, on the console, they had freezes and game-breaking yeah. bugs? Everywhere. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's, that's unforgivable. That sucks. Yeah. And, and again, it's fine if it's a new engine that it's working on, but they shouldn't be... they giving... I mean, Rocksteady would have handed them, here you go, here's the engine. I mean, go nuts. All you've got to do is create a new story around it. But that that's the problem for me. It was... I wanted to play that game, and they kept promising they fixed it, and it hadn't. And it took about four or five patches. And at that point, I was done. And it also annoys me that it was set in the in the past, but he had gadgets that he didn't have in Arkham <laughs> Asylum. That was that was weird. Um, however, what was quite cool was the investigation thing. Um, but it, it, again, it just wasn't enough for me to get past the bugs because a couple of times I had my save corrupted. Luckily, it was towards the beginning of the game. And uh, and that, with that, along with the like the um, the gameplay plugs for frame rate and and free console freezing, I just gave up. It's such a shame because apparently the story's really good. All right, so I guess we'll move on to the wombat. All right, so a um, couple things to get out there before um, before I get called out for them. Um, I did not play Zelda because I don't have a 3DS. Um, That's a good enough excuse. I uh, I did not play 3D World because I don't have a Wii U. I and I did not play version. I did not play Last of Us because I haven't played it. Um, <laughs> so uh, I haven't played anything on my PlayStation 3 after we had a storm around here and it blew out my HDMI cable and I just haven't bought a new one yet. So seriously, um, how much yeah. are they? Huh? Uh, like two Dollar bucks. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I just had to I should tell you how much I play on my PS3. Um, 
So with that being said, I have two honorable mentions. Um, one honorable mention for me is going to be Guitar Smith 2014, uh, which is a blast. Is it Rocksmith? Rocksmith. I always call it Guitar Smith. <laughs> Did you say Guitar Smith? Rocksmith. Okay. Oh, wow. Rocksmith, wherein you only play guitar, so I don't know why it's not called Guitar Smith. Um, can you also play the bass on that, too? Yes, you can. But <laughs> bass is a form of guitar. It's called a bass guitar. Can you play banjo? You cannot play banjo. Oh, damn. Oh, banjo. Opportunity uh, missed. Uh, useless, then. I would buy that. But uh, it's a really fun game, and uh, it's good for people of varying skill levels. So um, The other uh, honorable mention for me is Soul Sacrifice on the Vita. Which um, mm-hmm. is a uh, fun game. Came out earlier in the year, somewhat Monster Hunter like, but uh, not completely Monster Hunter like. Um, definitely fun though, so you should check it's it out a, if you haven't it's yet. A good game because that just that was our free PS was one of our free PSN uh, PS Plus games on Vita this month in um, in the UK. Yeah, we got it too. Yep, yeah. it's sitting good. on my Vita, but I haven't played so, it yet. So if it's free, you should definitely play it. It's very uh, it's very unique. Oh yeah, it's huge. Um, Alright, so top ten proper Um, My number ten is Injustice Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it Because Jason already did And I have to assume that Ken Don't you mean Infamous, not Injustice? (laughs) Right, I do mean Infamous Oh, okay, that's that's, that's right Um, Number nine for me is MLB 2013 Which shouldn't be a shock It's on my list every year Because every year it's (laughs) phenomenal Um and uh, this year is no exception. I played uh, more of that game than just about anything else. So, uh, by that logic, I feel like it deserves to be on my list. That's the show, right? Right. Okay. Yep. Um, number eight is Warhammer Quest on iOS. Um, Our first one. Huh? Our first, Our first iOS. iOS. I know. I've got a feeling um, it, that there'll be more in the coming years. Yeah, I imagine you're probably correct. Uh, Quest is a really fantastic uh, turn-based strategy action RPG on the uh, the iOS based in the Warhammer universe. Actually, based on the Warhammer Quest board game, um, and it's a, it's a blast, and it looks fantastic on uh, on iPhone. So, um, if you have an iPhone, pick it up. Number seven for me is Batman Arkham Origins, which um, I really enjoyed, but like uh, like John had some issues with glitches. Not as severe as his, but uh, still some issues that uh, held me back from enjoying the game probably as much as I should have. But the voice acting was really good. The story was fantastic. I actually preferred the story in Arkham Origins to the, the story in the other two games. Um, very, very good. Uh, number six for me is probably a bit of a shock, but it's Remember Me, um, huh. which was a one of the most unique titles I've played all year. Um, I love the combo system and the sort of build-your-own-dial-a-combo system. Uh, the story was fantastic and very unique. The, the architecture and the art design was amazing. Um, and the memory sequences were uh, among the coolest segments of any game that I played this year. So um, it's not the not the world's longest game, not the uh, uh, not the most uh, ambitious, but um, it was definitely worth more people playing than they did. And I, I have a feeling it's one of those games that um, four or five years ago, or four or five years from now, people are going to be talking about like they talk about some of those missed classics nowadays. 
Beyond Good um, and Evil. Yeah, Beyond Good and Evil is is the the game that comes to mind. But um, number five for me was Tomb Raider. Um, I like John loved it. Thought it was a fantastic reboot. Um, loved the story. Thought again the voice acting was very good. Thought the gameplay was really fun. Um, and uh, anxiously await a sequel to that. Number four, and this is where I said I was cheating a little bit like John. Uh, number four, I'm going to say, is Diablo 3 on console. Really? Uh, what was this, yeah? Yeah. It was September. Mm. So um, I did not play it on PC. So for me, the only way to play it was on console, and it didn't come out on console till this year. So um, that uh, that's going to put it on my list. And uh, as somebody who loved the first two Diablos, uh, Diablo 3 was fantastic and from what I understand even improved from the PC version so um, Diablo 3 is my number 4 number 3 for me is Bioshock Infinite Um, I like everybody else had some issues with the combat particularly the very last battle but for me the character characterization the art style the story um, all that outweighed the issues I had with the gameplay um which makes it number three on my list. Number two for me is Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Um, as someone who has enjoyed every single Assassin's Creed game that has come along, this is probably my favorite. Um, it's one of the few Assassin's Creed games, one of the few games, period, that I'll probably end up with 100% completion in, um, just because it's so inviting and so fun to sail around the world and collect all the stuff and... Um, they they almost uh, it's almost like a, a person with OCD's uh, best case scenario because they've got this little checklist for each city and tells you whether you found everything that you need to find in that city and completing those checklists gets pretty addictive. So um, I, I I love that game and if it weren't for the fact that the uh, number one game of the year came out this year, um, it probably would have been my favorite game. And number one, of course, was Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, as someone who's been a longtime fan of the series, this again is the best one in the series. Um, all three characters I thought were well developed and well voice acted. The story was great, and most importantly, it was fun. It was the most fun game that I played all year, and uh, that's enough for me to make it my number one. All right, that was that was nice. Yeah. You mean yeah. quick? Yeah. I, I am nice seeing that no one ganged up on you. <laughs> That's right. It's because he didn't have The Last of Us on there. It's <laughs> off. He didn't, he didn't have any games that we, we felt the need to lash out against anymore. You but know. seriously, if you haven't played Remember Me, do yourself a favor and check it out because it, it's fantastic. Wasn't that free on PlayStation Plus? No. Yep. No. No. It was in the UK. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Did oh. you play it, John? Not yet. So um, your statement was wrong, then. Who? What statement? John said PlayStation Plus games had to have a Metacritic score of 80 or higher. No, 70. Uh, remember Me doesn't have a Metacritic score of 70 or higher. I don't think it does. It doesn't? No, that's people ripped the people crap out of that game. tore into that game. I love that game. I thought it was fantastic. I wonder where they get there. They definitely have to have a rating of some sort over 70. I wonder if it's like the one that on the PS store. I don't know. Uh, that's a bit of a bummer because all of them have a bloody 
five star rating on PS Plus on PSN. There is definitely something out there. I'll, I'll have a look at it. Uh, all right, so we'll we'll uh, we'll move over to Jay. Okay, um, I have three honorable mentions before I start, and uh, my top list is not in any order except for top one, kind of like Drew's, because I tried to put numbers to these and it didn't make any sense <laughs> at all. Like I, I I just couldn't I just couldn't do it. It just didn't work. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and start with uh, honorable mentions. Uh, honorable mention Bioshock Infinite. I considered putting that in my list, but as uh, I kept thinking about new games that came out and things that I played recently, it kept kind of getting knocked down lower and lower and lower until it kind of got into the honor mention. And I put it in there because I think the storyline really makes the game. Uh, the, the delivery of um, kind of the plot and everything else in between was very interesting. And uh, I had the same idea with the gameplay with you guys, I think. Like, I didn't have the problem with the the big horde mode thing at the end. But do you guys remember that ghost wife fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah, God, that was awful, damn. too. I, I played that game on hard mode like an idiot. And I, I think I took, like, 30 or 40 tries to beat that beat that fight. <laughs> uh, it's, and then there was the handyman that just came after you. It wasn't fun to fight. It just wasn't fun. It was just frustrating. And I had a lot of a lot of trouble with the actual uh, gunfighting and stuff like that, so that's why it's not on the top 10. Another is, uh, you guys are probably not going to like this, but uh, Link to the Past is not on my top 10, but it's honorable mention. And I put this here, this is probably one of those things that got, just kind of kept going back and forth from my list. And my reasoning behind not being on the list is, uh, well, the simple fact that I played and liked Link to the Past. I, it's, Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game of all time. And I basically played them all, uh, including like the Game Boy ones. And uh, when I played it, it felt familiar while feeling new at the same time. But at the same time, it's still, it's still like a remake of the game and yeah they have new dungeons and new mechanics here and there but everything else about the game the mechanics of the dark world and etc just felt the same and even though I quite enjoyed the game like when I look at the other games on my list there's a reason why that's there and this game just happens to be a very good Zelda game just like you know every other Zelda game so uh, and one more would be Fire Emblem Awakening I also like uh, Fire Emblem games from previous. I play like the other ones from the Wii game. I forget what it was called. But I've always liked the Fire Emblem games. And this one didn't make me like it anymore. It was just a very good Fire Emblem game that added a few new things. And while I would consider it to be one of the most, uh, you know, must-own titles of the 3DS, it's not one of those things where I say, like, this kind of notch the franchise to a whole new level. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. But anyway... Going to my top ten. Uh, like I said, these are not in any order, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start listing out. Uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. I'm actually very glad I ended up playing this game like late December, uh, maybe only like a week before we're recording this now. So it hasn't been long. But I think what um, um, was it? Who had this on their list? Um, Dave did. Dave did. Yeah. Dave, right? Okay. Uh, the interesting thing about Brothers is, uh, is the controls and the way it handles. Uh, if people are not familiar, you control one brother with the left stick and the other brother with the right stick. And it's actually quite jarring at first because what other game does that when you're uh, controlling two characters at once uh, using two different sticks? The Adventures so, of Cookies and Cream. I was about ready to say that. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, I've never even heard of it or played it. What is that for? It's a PS2 game. It was the same principle. 
Yeah. Yep. Was it was it any good? Yeah. It was alright. <laughs> it was okay. I mean, <laughs> it was interesting. Right. Well, the thing about Brothers is that the way the the controls work itself to the theme of the game, which is kind of like cooperation or like a brotherhood between you know, you know two siblings, it it works so well. I I don't want to. I can't. If I want to actually go into why this game is special, I'd have to basically ruin the entire story for everyone, and I don't want to do that. But I'll just say that uh, there's a certain point when you realize what everything was for. Everything that you've been doing to that point was to build up to this single moment. And uh, the, the idea, uh, basically, um, basically, um, let's see, that the developer wanted you to experience a sense uh, of loss or a sense of change after something happens. And you feel it, not just by what happens on screen, but the way you control the game. And I've, I've haven't seen a game do that, tying together an uh, element of the gameplay with the, the plot and the overall theme. It's uh, just tremendous. Uh, it's an incredible game. And it's rather short, maybe three or four hours long, but I enjoyed every second of it. Uh, uh, it, al- it also yeah. speaks volumes that that game evokes so much emotion, and there's no words. No voice. There. There's yes, no yes. words in that game. Absolutely. Uh, that's kind of a testament to how effective the game is. Uh, the next game is uh, Tearaway. I, you know, I reviewed this game for the site. And the interesting thing about this game is that uh, it uses every single thing that the Vita can possibly do and utilizes them well. It's not, it's not just used as a silly gimmick that kind of gets in the way of you having fun. It just kind of becomes a part of the experience. And the way that game closes itself out as kind of like... Uh, uh, the, uh, kind of like the I don't want to spoil the ending for that either but I'll just say that if you finish that game there will be a giant smile on your face as you're seeing the credits roll this is, this is undeniable it's just charming, it's fun and it shows you exactly what the Vita is capable of in capable hands and that's kind of the game that I was actually looking for so every time or any time I'll say like if you want to know what the Vita can do I won't say play Call of Duty I won't say play Killzone or anything like that I'll say play Tearaway That'll be my recommendation to just about everyone trying to pick up the Vita for the first time. Uh, the next game I have on here is Etrian Odyssey 4. I feel like this game is getting a snub because the, another Etrian Odyssey game came out. And honestly, this has been the year of the 3DS. Yes. Like, yeah, it's, there's my notable mentions were two of them in there. There's another one coming on my list. And if you think about all the exclusive games you can play on the 3DS compared to the PS3, the, the 360, or whatever else, it, you, you just can't compare the quality and the quantity of it. And the thing that makes this, uh, uh, I guess, makes it into this list is uh, because I never really liked the other Etrian Odyssey games. I played like the first one and the third one. I tried it for a while, but it was too it was too harsh. There's too many things that I didn't know about, and I just kind of got turned off from the game. But when I played Etrian Odyssey 4, they had the right balance between kind of the kind of streamlining some of the things that I didn't like about the previous games while still keeping the core of the game, which is the difficulty, the exploration, and the customized like parties and stuff like that. And I just I just enjoyed it when I had both Etrian Odyssey 4 and Fire Emblem. At the same time, I actually found myself playing Etrian Odyssey 4 more. And that's why I kind of knocked uh, Fire Emblem off the list. 
Uh, the next game is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Revengeance. Yeah. Yes, Revengeance. I, forgot put, I forgot to put that as a text on my list. <laughs> you can't. It's so good. Revengeance. Vengeance. That's actually that's that's a real word, right? Is it? I, I don't think I it, don't, it, I don't, my spell checker doesn't like it. Revengeance. Yeah, I don't think that's a word. I think I looked it up in the dictionary and it popped up in maybe three dictionaries. That's weird. That didn't seem like a real word. <laughs> For, wow, revengeance is... It is a real word, right, Drew? Yes, it is. Yes. What's Re- Revengeance. It, revengeance. Vengeance and revenge. That's all it means. Uh, it's from Webster's Revised Unabridged Dictionary, published in 1913. All right, then. Whatever. Learning new, learning new SAT words, everybody. But uh, <laughs> the thing I liked about Metal Gear Rising is that obviously it didn't take itself too seriously. It's Metal Gear Solid, but at the same time, it didn't. It wasn't so far up its own ass like the other Metal Gear Solid games, where you have to sit through like an hour of cutscenes just to get a, to a bit of the gameplay. Yes, there were cutscenes uh, and stuff like that, but there weren't as much, and they were all very entertaining. The combat was very, uh, very fluid and tight. Uh, the timing. If you're very good in that game, you can basically beat that game without ever getting hit once. I would actually mirror the same sentiment to uh, DMC because that's also you know a very well crafted game. But one thing I liked about Metal Gear Rising is that like the way they do the boss fights, how epic they are, and also on top of that, the way they use the music during those fights. Like I had the Metal Gear Rising soundtrack on my workout folder for when I go to the gym. And that's been there for ever since the games come out. And every time one of the songs come out where I'm fighting, well, one of the boss teams come out, I start just like running like a madman because I just get hyped <laughs> up. So yeah, I, I like that game a lot. Uh, the next one is Animal Crossing. Like I said, Year of the 3DS. Uh, <laughs> this game, like, like John and like <laughs> everyone else said, is basically <laughs> this took over my life when it came out. I was I was thinking about I was thinking about what I needed to harvest the next day right before I went to sleep. When I woke up, I would brush my teeth, wash my face, take a piss, and then play Animal Crossing. <laughs> I had a problem, man. I had a problem. To be fair, I don't think I was that bad. (laughs) More power to you, John, but I'm not playing the game anymore, so... Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know why I'm not playing the game anymore? I didn't play the game for about two weeks because I was was actually, you know, out doing stuff and playing other stuff. And then after that... I'm afraid to turn the game back on. <laughs> My town must be in a state of like Armageddon disarray. <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to know. You the kind need of to at this point. You no, don't need to go back. I can't do it, man. It's like I feel the exact same way. It's it's like an estranged parent that I don't want to meet ever again. <laughs> I, I can't. It's, it's too much. I can't handle it. If the game is still there mocking me in my 3DS, but I don't think I'll ever go back into it again. But yeah, that's that's Animal Crossing. That's how powerful that game was, and I can't I can't play it anymore. I just can't. Uh, the next game is The Stanley Parable. Who else has played this game? I really, really want to. It now is. I think it's now on Mac, isn't it? Yes, it I'm is. Sure, they've updated it. It's one I'm probably going to go and play at some point. Um, I'm trying to stay away from obviously things like spoilers and stuff, but uh, you know everything I've heard about it is just bonkers amazing. I, the... I downloaded it in yeah. in the attempt to play it before I did the show, and I never made around to playing it. 
But, but you guys are in for a treat when you do play it because hands down, it is the funniest game of the year. There's no, there's no contest in the comedy department. I was, I had to stop playing the game for a second because I was laughing too hard. Uh, I, I've never, I've never, I've never laughed that hard playing a video game ever. That's saying a lot. I've been playing video games for a very long time. And it, the game is very clever. It actually has some commentary about how game uh, games are created, about narrative and choice and what people uh, expect. Um, it's kind of like antechamber in the way that it betrays your expectations in all the right ways. But at the same time, it has that element of comedy along with this sense of replay- replayability where there's, I think, like 30 or 40 endings or something like that. And you just you just you can just play the game over and over again. And when you think you're getting the same ending, you're not. You're actually on a different path, and you don't even know it. And it just kind of keeps going in these different directions. And it just it is well made. It's just so much fun to play. So everyone, I, I recommend you play the Stanley Parable. If you played the the mod for Half Life Two, uh, Half Life One, Half Two, whatever, uh, the the new version is much better. It's more, um, I guess, it's more polished, and the, the the narration is just fantastic. So definitely. And the next one is uh, Path of Exile. I know Drew played this. Uh, did anyone else try this at all? Mm, maybe for five minutes. <laughs> Path of Exile is really good. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a free-to-play game. And uh, when I actually delved into the game, I thought to myself, oh, this is going to have some really uh, hostile, uh, manipulative uh, microtransactions to try to get me to spend money. And it doesn't at all. And it's amazing because when I play Path of Exile, I think to myself, why was I ever playing Diablo 3? <laughs> it's, it's just that good. Like the, the skill tree system is... Uh, Drew, you've seen that skill tree, right? The passive skill tree? Oh, yeah, tree? it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's labyrinthian. It's just, it just goes on. You have to... If you, if you maximize how big the page is, you can't even see the nose. They're that tiny. And it's uh, the customization is just incredibly varied. Uh, the end game is terrific with the map system. There's a vibrant community of people trading all the time, and the microtransactions. Every single thing that you can buy is basically either extra extra stash tabs for your uh, for your for your chest, I guess. And they already give you plenty to begin with. And on top of that, everything you can buy is just all cosmetic. You can't buy power. There's no way you can buy this legendary sword that's going to make you better than everyone else. You just have to play the game like everyone else. There's no way to fast forward, uh, fast track your progress. And it's as far as a, as far as a, a standard for how an action RPG ought to be as a as a free to play. This is it. I and to the to think that this was made by a small independent developer just blows my mind on how polished and exceptional this game is. And uh, the next game on my list is Rain. And I think I'm the only person that liked this game as much as I did. But um, when I played it, I was really blown away by the presentation, about uh, how it uh, showed off the story. The way the narration, there was not, I don't think there was a single word of like, actual dialogue that was spoken. But everything kind of blends into the background together uh, with the atmosphere. And when you play, when you play the game, you have this, you have this kind of sense of dread and... Uh, I guess delight at the same time is it's a weird feeling to describe, but at the same time you feel like everything is terrible, but everything can get much better in an instant. And I think one moment highlights this better than anything else is uh near the end of the game I was uh, caught up in a moment where this thing that was chasing me and uh, the girl companion throughout basically the whole entire game and it can just kill us in one hit. It caught us in an area where she and I got separated. 
And the place that I wanted to go, I needed to be, that I was headed towards from the very beginning of the game was right in front of me. And then the monster starts chasing the girl in a different direction. I take one step forward to the area, uh, to the place that I wanted to go, I needed to be. And then I turn back to try to save the girl. There was no button prompts. There was nothing that told me that this is the right thing to do. This is how I progressed the game. I felt a real sense of hesitation, a doubt, and just decided that I needed to do the right thing. And that kind of that kind of like definitive moment comes, I think, only a few times in the generation of games. And I haven't felt like that in, in a game. Uh, and to make to invoke that kind of emotion out of me is just impressive. And I, I highly recommend everyone try it. I, people want to say it's an arty farty game, but I mean, you know, I mean, it's not it's not really that far up, on, up its own ass like people think it is. And if you play it. You're either either you're gonna be enchanted and love it, or you might think it's just kind of another indie game. But either way, I think uh, people would have a good time. And the next game, and uh, this will actually bring it to my last two games. So is The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> where's the Where's the booze? Booze. I'll, I'll take care of that for you. It's all on me now. <laughs> Thanks, John. You took the bullet from me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And like John said, I thought I thought the game was very good. I didn't have that problem with the uh, the gameplay feeling repetitive because the gameplay depended on how I wanted to play. If I had the bullets, if I felt like I didn't want to stealth through this part, then I'm just gonna shoot things until they die. I'm gonna try to melee them. I'm gonna try to uh, you know do all this and that. If I feel like I want to you know conserve my ammunition and try to go through a section without much fuss, and I'll try to do a stealthy. And if I screw up the stealth stealth start segment, I don't you know it's not a game over. I just kind of try to have to adapt to a situation. And then I have any problem with the gameplay at all? Yeah, yeah, it's a cover-based system. And my major gripe with the game is that. Uh, the AI, like how basically they just brushed up upon the infected and they don't even notice the AI at all and they just kind of wait for you and I thought that was weird. I think they could do they could have done a better job with the AI. But outside of that, I have no problems. I thought the story was terrific. I thought uh, the characters were interesting, uh, you know, multifaceted and uh, it didn't end in a way which I predicted which is, you know, more than what I can say for most uh, video games these days. So, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed The Last of Us. And uh, my number one game of the year. Oh, I think I can maybe guess this. Uh, if, we're go- if we're going technical, uh, go, go for it, Joe. What do you got? Dota two. You got it. Look you got that. it. You got it. Because it technically uh, came out this year. It came out this year. Yeah. It came out this year. Yeah. I'm not even cheating. It literally just came out this year. Um, and the reason why this is my game of the year, not just in the sheer amount of ridiculous hours that I put into this game, but also on the fact that it does everything that it needs to do right and then more. Uh, the problem with games like uh, like League of Legends and stuff like that, although I actually quite like League of Legends too, I played that, I put a, like maybe 80 to 100 hours in that game previously too, but I don't play it anymore because I prefer Dota 2. But the thing is, the free-to-play uh, model for Dota 2 and actually anything that basically Valve makes, like Team Fortress 2, Dota 2, they both have this model where it gets out of your way. Everything that you want to do with the game is unlocked from the very beginning. You will have the best possible experience with the game. And everything else that you can buy or you can spend money for is just gravy on top. And the money that you spend actually goes into encouraging the community basis to create more content for the game. Kind of in like a circular thing. So you buy more content so that the people that are 
playing and making games for the, uh, making I guess uh, models and stuff like that for the game going to continue to create uh, more content for you to buy and on top of that whenever you whenever there's a big tournament you actually buy into things where you get a bunch of neat items and stuff like that and you add to the to the amount of money that the professional players are going to win at the end and it encourages this entire community of players to kind of uh, chip in and become a part of this like whole and this this feeling of being a part of a community compared to Let's say, I guess, the hostile environment of um, like league where everything's just throwing acid at every everyone. It's it's it's, it's much better. I think it's it's more interesting. And I'm not even going to talk about the various gameplay mechanics and stuff like that because I think I think it's uh, it's a very good Dota game. But at the same time, it's just one of those things where if I wanted to explain the in and outs of Dota, we would just be here for like six hours. Yeah, that's. It got, I got into it too. It was um, it's a it's a pretty good game. That'd be an honorable mention for me. It's a it's a very difficult game to get into, but once you're in it and once you get familiar with uh, the basics, you just get better and better and better, and it just becomes more fun. And I can't say it's one of those games. If I had to rate it, it would end up being a ten out of ten. Because if I think about the ways to improve the game, there are things that I want to be better. But I don't know how to make them better. And that's very difficult for me to say because I always have suggestions about this and that, about how it could be improved in certain ways. But I, I, can't, I can't think of many for Dota 2 at all. And that's, that's just impressive. But uh, yeah, that's my top 10. All right, so I guess I'll wrap this up. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a shock or two on there, but I doubt it. I, I highly wow. doubt it. <laughs> I'm not talking about the number one, Drew. Hello. No. The last uh, of us. Uh, yeah, it's it's on my list <laughs> twice. I liked it so much. Um, I will throw out my honorable mentions up front. A lot of the same stuff. Some people talked about Dragon's Crown. Um, I have to say that I misspoke last week when I said I hadn't been into a JRPG since Blue Dragon because uh, Nino Kuni. Uh, yeah. I I played that this year and loved it. That's an honorable mention. Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. I really enjoyed Blood Dragon. Didn't feel like it made my list. But I think everybody should play that. Uh, same with State of Decay. Yeah. And I couldn't talk about Game of the Year with the history of this podcast without at least honorably mentioning Killer Instinct. Better <laughs> than everyone I, thought it would yeah. be. You, you, you cried for that game for eight years, and we finally got it, and doesn't even make you top ten. It's, it gets an honorable mention in my Games of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I don't. I don't feel like it's done yet. That's my problem. I think with it. You know, I've only got six characters and six stages, and not even an arcade mode. That's the future of video games, my friend. You better get used to those early access shit. <laughs> okay. Transaction. Wow. You just ever since John said The Last of Us, you've just been a real dick. I just I just, <laughs> it, it brings it out in me, man. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding around. Look. One day I will finish The Last of Us, and I will thoroughly tell my impressions of it. He will take the case out and poop on it. Yes, and I will take a picture of it and put it on TwitPic. Nice. Uh, but here's my list. I, I did number it. I, I don't... It is what it is. Uh, but I will echo Wombat's statement as uh, number 10 is Remember Me. Oh, wow. And cool. I, I... You know, I didn't think it was the greatest game ever made, but... 
there was very little else that kind of stuck with me as far as the architecture of the levels, the characters, uh, the me- the memory sequences are really cool, and that music in that game is fantastic. Am- it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Is it dubstep? No, it's um, <laughs> it almost reminds me of like Mass Effect or some sci-fi kind of soundtrack. Yeah, space opera. Yeah, it's really good, and uh, it does get a little, you know, repetitive towards the end. The combat gets a little. Oh God! Here's another arena where I gotta fight five guys. But there's some memorable moments in that game that just really stuck out with me. Um, number nine is Dead Rising Three, and I feel like that was the Dead Rising I've always wanted. Just thousands and thousands of zombies on screen. Um, no stickler time limits. Save anywhere. Uh, craft anywhere, and just be ridiculous and have fun. And um, Ken, can you have uh, if you wa- if you like the time limit aspect of it? Can you turn that on somehow? Yes. Is that an option? Yes, okay. there is a okay. nightmare mode, which is essentially the original Dead Rising. You can only save at outhouses and your strict time limit. Okay, cool. I, I played that mode then. All right. Yeah. So that's you know that's not for me, but it's cool that they left it in there. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it, it, that's the only. That's the only quote-unquote truly next-gen game that I put on my list. Everything else can be played elsewhere. Um, number eight. This is I think this is the only game that I have that nobody else had, which was Splinter Cell Blacklist. And I can play it. I never played it. And it's weird because that, that alongside of Assassin's Creed 4 were two games I really couldn't care less about going into this. And both of those ended up being really good. Uh, I really enjoyed Splinter Cell. It was weird because it wasn't Ironside playing Sam Fisher. Um, but just the levels and the fact that it kind of balanced that line of you can be stealthy and it rewards you for being stealthy, but you can also be balls-out action-y and it rewards you for that in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention it's probably one of the best-looking games i played this year. It's absolutely good. And I, played it, I played through it on PC, and it's just... Um, Ken, what would you say to the Splinter Cell purists, like the people that liked the, I guess, the first three games? You know how basically all-out combat in those games were basically not an option at all? Yeah. And the people that are saying that Splinter Cell has turned, like, uh, the wrong curve or something like that, or the wrong turn, basically, to make it into a more action-focused game, what would you say to those people? I would say that you can still play it the other way, and the, the way they do that, the way they handle that is the upgrade system. So if you play stealth, um, you actually earn more points for the way you progress through the levels. Um, you can still play it action-y, and, but if you turn up the difficulty, then, then it gets to the point where you can't just run out in the open. But if you play it on normal or easy, and you get caught, it's not game over. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's hard because it's hard to balance a stealth game to where if you get seen, you're pretty much dead. Unless you turn up the difficulty, ridiculous. And the thing is, is they balance this game that there's three modes. There's like uh, Predator, which means you stalk them and killed them. Um, there's also Stealth, and then there's also just straight up action, where you just, you know, you didn't hide at all. You just ran out and shot everybody. So. Hmm. But no, I really, really liked it. The story was somewhat interesting. Typical 24 plot scenario. <laughs> Stop these terrorists before they destroy the world, kind of deal. Um, number seven is Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, as the same with Drew, I 
really did not care for four, and I loved five. I actually beat five. I put like forty-five hours into that game, uh, and I think what I liked most about it is that the missions, almost every mission that I did in that game, was entertaining and fun and not frustrating. It had a good checkpoint system. Yeah. Um, and if there was a section that you really hated that you just kept dying on, you could skip it. Yeah. Right. Which was really nice for those people who get frustrated with, you know, certain driving, driving parts. The, the driving or the flying or something. You know, if you got if you failed it three times, it's like, hey, do you just want to skip this checkpoint? It's not skip the mission, it's skip the checkpoint. Yeah. Which is really pretty cool. Uh number six is DMC, Double May Cry. Absolutely love that game. The the fact we talked about it on the show makes me want to go back and play it. Yeah. Thinking about all those really cool sequences in that game, even down to the final boss. A lot of things these games have issues with, like Splinter Cell, the final boss sucks. Uh, the end game to Dead Rising 3 kind of sucks. <laughs> um, but I love the final boss fight in DMC. Yeah, it was pretty fucking epic. It was. And it, I, mean, I don't want to spoil it, but that, 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 was, that was an awesome ending. Yeah, that was, that was really, really fun. Um, and I think anybody who passed up on that game, I'm ashamed of you. You made a mistake. Yeah, because that, that game is just so fantastic. And, so uh, let me ask you. I didn't like any of the other ones. Would why? I like this one? Why, huh? why, yeah, why didn't you like them? Yeah. I just didn't enjoy the combat. Hmm. This one, <sighs> This one's more... Th- the thing about Ninja Theory's Devil May Cry is that it's not as obtuse... Maybe is the Japanese Devil May Cry like the story in the original Devil May Cry? It's like you got to really be paying attention to follow it. Whereas in this one, it makes a lot of sense. Same with the combat. The combat in the original Devil May Cry was very intricate, but it was also like too human. Where it was like, eh, I'm not going to show you everything. You need to figure some of it out. You right. should you should give DMC a try, Wombat. I think you'd actually like it. the The story itself is actually really cool too, and it's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, I'm a big Devil May Cry fan, and to me, I couldn't follow the fucking story of the, the first three games, no, the first that, four games. Yeah, that story was I mean, just it, messed up. Yeah, it was just, oh, I'm playing as this cool character who does crazy stuff. But in this one, this the story is coherent, it makes sense. It's strange, but it makes sense. And the combat is it's accessible. Well, it's well explained, too. Yeah, they, they explain it very well. And it's more like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do. There's a ton of options, but you don't have to use them if you don't want to. No, you don't have to get into the deep uh, combat because that's more for the combo system that rewards you for the points that you earn. Uh, and if you don't do it, then so what? You still get through the game. So, no, it's it's really fun. It's really one of the best character action games I've played in quite a while. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, number five is Assassin's Creed 4. Uh, just like Blacklist, I totally came into this game because I didn't like Revelations. I didn't like 3. I felt that series was on a huge spiral down because uh, I love 2 and I love Brotherhood. And I just felt like, well, what can they possibly do? Because this thing feels like it was just, oh, here's somebody who's related to the dude from 3, blah, blah, blah. It's pirates. This was probably supposed to be Assassin's Creed 3, Black Flag. <laughs> um... And then I played it, and I'll be damned if I didn't spend 20 hours before I even made it to the fourth mission. Because that world is so much fun to play around in. 
whether you're collecting sea shanties or taking over ships or skinning animals for upgrades or doing the dive bell missions. I mean, that world is so fun and I'm playing it on PS4 and I have to say it's one of the showcases of a next-gen console. It is absolutely jaw-dropping. On the that water. That water is ridiculous. <laughs> and then when you when you drive your ship into a storm, there is nothing that you will ever see that is quite like that. And the do you w- drive a ship, though? Is that I do. I steer it. Okay. <laughs> it's got a big steering wheel. All right. Put on the brakes. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that's right, but okay. But, you know, like when the wave crashes into you and you have to turn your boat to face the wave so that you don't take damage, just the, visually, when that is going on, it is simply jaw-dropping. Beautiful game. I love the fact that you can see the storm coming in before. It's oh, not yeah. like it just It's not like it just blows up and all of a sudden there's a storm. It, like you can see in the distance, the clouds start to come in, and it's fantastic. Even on Xbox 360, which is what I'm playing it on, it looks fantastic. The level of detail, like when the waves crash into your ship and you see the water splashing around on the deck, right? And, and the guys holding on to stuff so they don't fall off, and yeah, it's it's amazing the level of detail in that game. It, it really is a beautiful game. Uh, number four on my list is Zelda: Link Between Worlds. Um, it actually moved further down the list as, as I was writing this. And it's not because I don't like it. It's obviously, it's my fourth best game of the year. But it there was some stuff about it that, like... I was talking to Dave about this when we were playing it. The, the overworld of that game is boring and frustrating. What do you mean? Um, there's really kind of no... And I understand not hand-holding. That's fine. But some of that stuff is so just obscure. That's Zelda for you, dude. No, that's not. A Link to the Past played exactly like that. A Link to the Past is when I had 40 hours a week to play video games, Drew. Okay, well, you, you know, know what? I beat Dark Souls, so get out of my face. Man, I swear. John, thanks for saying The Last of Us in front of Drew. <laughs> <laughs> He's now one miserable bastard. He is. That's right. He he's doesn't like that I'm critiquing Zelda. No, I love How Zelda. How dare you, sir? But, um, no, once I got into the dungeons outside of the Desert Palace, that game is phenomenal. But the overworld stuff, I could just really care less about doing any of it. I just want to get from dungeon to dungeon. I think I've always felt like that about Zelda, which is why Skyward Sword really bummed me out. I spent like 30 hours in that game, and probably only 15 to 20 of it was in a dungeon. Uh, but I love A Link Between Worlds. It feels like it draws a little bit too much on nostalgia at times. Because, I mean, there's repeated bosses, there's repeated, you know, secrets. I feel like I would have liked a lot more originality. But, you know, set in the same world, you kind of can't do that. Uh, number three on my list is Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. I, I can't really tell you why this game is so good, but. This is the game that I continue to play and continue to have fun, and it it was just fun. Like, every time I played it, I really enjoyed it. Like, the combat felt right. Uh, the platforming felt right. It was gorgeous visually. Uh, I did play through it on PC, so that was probably helped. <laughs> but um, it's just so much fun. And, yeah, the, the end game's kind of a cop-out, and it's kind of lame, uh, especially the finger-quote final boss. 
Um, but there's so much of that game that was impressive, like the the area with the one of my favorite one of my favorite parts of that game is where there were no enemies. Is when you were in the big uh, like kind of barn area where the wind was blowing really hard at the peak of the mountain. Yeah, that part was awesome. Like, yeah, that's a fantastic section. So it's, it's kind of like Devil May Cry in that sense that there were so many moments in that game where I was like, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, even going back and picking up collectibles was fun because that world was just interesting to play around in. Uh, number two. Super Mario 3D World. Oh, snap. And I didn't really feel like I need to say a whole lot about this game, but I totally agree with Jason. This is probably the best Mario game since 64, and that's coming from somebody who's not a fan of Galaxy. I didn't like either Galaxy game that much. Everybody forgets Sunshine. I absolutely love Sunshine. Sunshine came before uh, Galaxy, and I liked Sunshine. Um, Mm. I actually... It's all right. Yeah, I... I loved it. That was my favorite, to be honest with you. Sunshine had a hard time because it came after probably the definitive Mario game of that generation, which was Mario 64. Um, And Sunshine was really cool. The water thing was a gimmick, and I didn't like... See, I think I'm biased against the characters in the game because I don't like those island resident dudes. (laughs) The Delfinos? Yeah, I don't like those guys. You know? I, I don't play Mario games for the characters, though. <laughs> yeah, for real. I'm just saying, like they're hanging out, and I'm like, I don't like you that much. I don't spray them with water, whatever. I don't feel like collecting stars for you or shines. Sorry, shines. I don't feel like Shine collecting kick. shines for you. So, but no, I like Sunshine. I did. I did not like Galaxy One or Two, um, but Super Mario 3D World. I said this in my review. It feels like that game. It feels like that game that says, hey, you need to buy a Wii U. I really want to play that game. It's it's so good. And here's the funny thing is, it's four players. Do not play it with other people. No, seriously, because every Mario game, when you play it multiplayer, you, just, you really want to kill the person next to you. Yeah, it becomes, you lose a lot of the charm of these levels. These levels almost feel like they're designed to be played by yourself. And I think you lose a lot of that when you play a game like this. Now, New Super Mario Brothers, that was supposed to be chaos and dumb. And that was fun. You know, we had a lot of fun playing that. It invoked a lot of fights, but there's a lot of stuff in 3D World that's precision platforming. And you don't want other people there when you're trying to do that. Fucking you up. Well, then it just becomes <laughs> it just becomes a fight, you know? So. Um, so, yeah, the number one game. There you go. You know, it's... I spent 200 hours on this game this year. Jesus Christ, I thought I was bad with Persona. <laughs> you know, and I I own two versions of it, and I will play you at either one. Dude, you own more than that. You own three versions of it. No, I don't. I thought you got the PS3 and the 360 no. version and the PS4 version. No, I only bought 360. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I don't want to do the DLC across multiple platforms. That's just dumb. And nobody bought, bought it. Nobody bought, bought it on the beta PS3. version. I did play the Vita version, and I didn't like it that much. I thought I thought it was good for what it was, but I'd rather play the PS4 version through remote play than play the Vita version. Um, but no. What are we talking about? We in, haven't even mentioned the game. Infamous. Infamous. <laughs> God Among Us. So good. Infamous Sons Among Us. Uh, no, Injustice, Gods Among Us. I mean. 
if you listen to the show, you knew this was probably going to be my game of the year. I mean, I'm a huge DC Comics fan. I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Come on. It's like your dream game. It, it is my it, dream it game. Is. He said that when they announced it. He's like, oh my god. It's just, yeah, the heart attack. And, you know, like, the, the plethora of characters that they put in there, like Drew said, the costumes that are so... They're so, like... Regular niche. people wouldn't give two shits about. No, the fact that the, the Joker has his tourist outfit, you know, from the killing oh, joke. Killing joke. Yeah. It's like, nobody gets that, and then I see it, and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. That's so cool. Or his Red Hood outfit, you know? It's just... There's so much love and care in that game for the fans, and on top of that, it's a wonderful fighting game. Red Hood getting a lot of press this year in I DC know. games. I know, shh. Shh. For those that haven't seen it yet. But I mean it's not really Yeah, that's consider that's that the, that big of a spoiler. That's the that's like the coolest sequence in that game. Though. It is a pretty cool sequence. <laughs> um but no, Injustice Guys Among Us, I mean I put two hundred hours into it, probably hundred and fifty of it in just the three sixty version. And I played a lot. And you know what's sad is I still never maxed out my level. I was about to ask that. I was like, do you never maxed it out, did you? 83? Good God. Yeah, I think I hit 83. So. But no, that's it. Uh, Who's your character? Dude, I, I random. That's how much I played it. I know. <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick one, I, I kind of became proficient with Catwoman and Harley yeah, Quinn. Um... Everybody's good with Superman. Everybody's good at Aquaman, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, Aquaman's kind of... yeah. yeah. Aquaman's pretty top tier, though, dude. It's the, the top tier is Aquaman, Superman, you know, Black Adam, uh, Doomsday. Yeah. Doomsday's, Doomsday's top tier? Really? Yeah, Doomsday. His armor, dude. His armor and the fact that he has uh, his one of his, um, his meter burn moves actually tracks you across the stage when he flies up in the air. If you meter burn it, it will it will home in on the opponent. The stomp. Yeah. His his armor is ridiculous. Yeah. That's the one thing I hate. And his range, he has such a huge range. It's it's ridiculous. I could get into a crazy conversation about that, but I want to wrap this show up because it's run a long time. Uh but there you go. There's most of our top ten games of 2013. Uh, it's been. Except for Drew, it's been a good year. It's been a good year for me. I I, I want to stress because I know Jade ta- talked about it a little bit, and I didn't talk about it at all. Uh, Dota two, I got pretty deep into that game. Now, granted, you can ask Jay. I suck at it, but I you know me and him used to sit down and play a lot of it, and I'd like to play it again sometime. But it that was that that game's fucking awesome, and it's free. Is it yeah. available for Mac? Um, I'm not sure. I could, I could check. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dota, Dota, yeah, Dota two. Seriously, I, I really want to stress that. Yes, I got deep into that. Well, it'll be exciting because you know we got new machines, so that means um, new games, and obviously the PC versions should be able to now stay comparable. Yeah, because uh, they've always been the kind of the superior version. So now we should be seeing some really good stuff this year. Seems like there's a lot of good stuff coming out this year from you know South Park, Dark Souls Two, uh, Infamous. Infamous Second Son, Titanfall, Witcher Three, Witcher Three is due out this year. Uh, yeah. Destiny, Destiny's due out. In sub- I mean, there just seems like there's a lot yeah. of really good potential this year, and it's exciting because the 
the launch of new consoles is kind of eh, but that first year after, that's when we see the good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And hopefully Nintendo is going to push out, you know, Mario Kart. And uh, I'd really like that Yoshi game. I think I'm the only one. That's 3DS, there's, isn't it? There's a Yoshi game? The It's like a uh, Yoshi's it's like Epic Yarn, yarn right? game or whatever. Yeah, I'm looking for Kirby's Epic Yarn? Yeah, except yeah, it's, it's Yoshi. Yoshi. Yeah, it's Yoshi. Oh, interesting. And, you know, I'll have to try out Smash Brothers because Mega Man's in it, but... Um, oh yeah, uh, Hyrule Warriors. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, think I don't. Looks great. That uh, looks fucking awesome. I'll probably play it because it's Zelda, but it's yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, that's it. We're gonna get out of here. Um, Happy New Year to Happy everybody. New Year! To everybody Happy listening. New Year! Make sure you don't drink too much or drink a lot and stay home. Whatever. I'm sure they're gonna work. So, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely be back in the new year. Enjoy this episode. It's probably the only thing we're going to do until sometime in January. So, there you go. Mr. Khan, if you'd be so kind, and get us out of here. Because I'm hungry, and, you know, playoff football's on. Mm. All right. And it goes something like this.